0: struck a chord it it was so much more than just it wasn't training it was being outdoors and then it really helped to be to actually lose some weight or you know or not be bigger for surfing or for whatever you know it actually helps to be just to be slightly lighter and more nimble
1: Hello and welcome to On The Rocks Podcast, this is Series 2, Episode 8, with me, Neil Jackson.
0: And me, Tom Beaver.
1: So, today we've uh, just got out of a dip, it's starting to feel decidedly autumnal, Uh, my watch was showing 15 degrees um, in the water, but we had a 4 degree air temperature and... uh, it felt fresh.
0: A bit chilly, chilly walk-in. but It was a nice, uh, nice experience once you are in there. Lots of people about, um, all enjoying the last of the summer sun or autumn sun, all that you like. So it was very pleasant.
1: Why was it called last of the summer wine? I don't know. No, I don't know. What is a summer wine? But anyway, that's beside the point. So today we're going to be talking about um, physical fitness. Uh, This sort of comes on the back. I've started reading the book Outlive, the science and art of longevity by Dr. Peter Atteer with Bill Gifford, whoever he is. I've heard of Peter Atteer. He's on many a podcast. He's sort of become uh, the go-to man with looking at longevity and how to do it. But anyway, various points in the book. But one of the interesting ones I found was his sort of aspect talking about physical fitness. And so I thought we'd talk today just about how our I think we did it in series one at some point but talking about how our physical approach to physical fitness has changed throughout the years from early 20s up to where we are now in our sort of around the 50 year mark but anyway before we do that so Peter Atia, well perhaps we should do this later this bit and just talk about our own journey to start with and then talk about what happened what he's his take on it is so let's go back perhaps teenage years, I mean your fitness sort of is very much, well I don't know, what, did you, what would you say you did in your sort of late teens sort of running into university years? Was there an aspect of physical fitness or was it just a consequence of what you were doing? Yeah
0: well I was um, played a lot of rugby at that time so it was all about training for rugby and then going to the gym and, uh, and all that sort of thing. I did cricket as well, but it was rugby was the main sport in the winter. So it would be all around, trying to be bigger than I was, to be more effective in my mind then, and to, uh, I suppose, to avoid injuries as well. So, so so gym time.
1: Yeah, if you go back to the. Mid to late nineties, which was sort of mm. that sort of time. What was the rug? Because rugby's changed a lot in the last five, ten years. So, was it still about building up muscle bulk or just bulk, or
0: just trying to be bigger? I think I thought that would be more effect. You'd be more effective than if you were bigger and stronger. Therefore, you could, I don't know, bash into people and uh, all that sort of thing. Um But also, I I was always quite naturally skinny, so it was quite hard to. You know, I thought that if I had to, if I was to do well, I had to be bigger than, you know, get bigger than other people. I suppose so. That became a uh, a challenge.
1: So was there a lot of weights and?
0: Yeah, yeah. So weights, trying to eat, trying to eat as much as I could, and to have like uh, protein powders and um, weight gain stuff to try and get to get bigger and stronger so
1: th- these were the years i remember a lot of guys on creatine and stuff yep. like that was it yeah creatine. So, yeah
0: yeah and it, again it was sort of seen as oh you can build you can get bit bigger and stronger and uh, um, retain more and i did undoubtedly get bigger and stronger
1: so what about aerobic fitness was that a thing you trained on or not
0: that kind of came along with the training so you would right. go to rugby training and you, would, you know the, that was probably the the aerobic training that was going on was what you did in those in those sessions and the outside it for me was to to get stronger that was that was yeah. the aim
1: but did it did it feel like training because to me it, at that age training wasn't really I don't know it was just it was a laugh it wasn't <laughs> it didn't feel onerous i don't know perhaps it did it depends. It was
0: different. I mean, uh, you know, in university rugby, it was it was one thing. But then going out, you know, I, I played in various, uh, around South Wales at the time. Mm. There was, even though we're relatively low level, they were paying players. You know, you get paid a certain amount to each week. So it came a bit, you know, it was almost like semi-professional, as it was. To uh, So they became incentives, I suppose, to try to get in to get to play, so you could earn a little bit of money. So that almost that was the sort of incentive. I don't think it was fun. To be yeah, honest.
1: yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I was playing a lot of rugby in my late teens and a little bit at university, but by then my sort of interest in water sports had uh, taken over. So, so the training levels were sort mm. of pretty much decreasing. I mean, when I was playing basketball through late school and into my sort of late teens. The training there was quite intense. You know, you were real, that was real aerobic fitness mm. and sort of well, jumping training, I suppose. One of a better description, just learning to get the best spring from your muscles and mm. and just lots of repetitive drills. But yeah, the aerobic fitness needed for basketball was on a different level to rugby, I think, then, not necessarily now. Um so we did a lot then but I was never I did a lot of athletics as well in my sort of early uh, late teens etc and I used to go out and train for that by myself it's the first time I'd ever trained by myself really so I'd be out running and doing lots of shuttle sprints and blah blah Mm. blah all by myself and I never did for rugby or basketball basketball you go and shoot by yourself but you wouldn't train as Mm. such. So that was a f- my first experience of sort of individual training, or just doing it for my own yeah. sake, rather than being told to do it by a trainer, you know, by a coach or something like that. Um, so that was interesting. But then getting into water sports, most training is just doing the sport. They're, they're, yeah. Certainly, even surfing back then, it was just you just go out and surf. You didn't think about anything else because you didn't need to. And kayaking, especially, you know, it's you were kayaking. There was no other training you could do or that we knew that you could do, I suppose, at that time. Mm. Um, and as it progressed into kayaking, as I sort of got more and more involved in it, it suddenly became, well, actually being heavier was a bit better for because the boats were still not tiny. So if you wanted to do a lot of the freestyle tricks, a bit of weight behind you actually helped. Yeah. So it got to the point where you were almost putting on a bit of weight to... And it didn't matter what weight it was—not muscle. It could be anything.
0: Was it purpose? Was that purposeful, or did you just? Was it just? It didn't matter, or did you decide? Well,
1: I—I I think it was sort of a vicious circle where suddenly, if you put on weight, because you, were, as I was, drinking lots of beer and eating lots of pork pies or whatever, um, suddenly you thought, well, suddenly I can do this trick. I can do. I can sink the boat. I can get the mm. nose under, and I suddenly—and suddenly it's like, oh, because I'm heavier and it sort of became a vicious circle where getting heavier helped and so you didn't mind eating and there was a whole culture around there of like just eating whatever on the way to Mm. the river you'd stop off and buy you know cornish pasty on the way back from the river you'd stop off and buy a cornish pasty again and and then have a cornish pasty for dessert followed by probably a cornish pasty (laughs) um you know and it just became the habit sort of thing
0: but I think um, the same, the similar sort of thing in the rugby world was bigger was better. To be bigger it didn't matter. It really, didn't matter if it was big and right. big and muscular. It was just bigger. If you were bigger, you could, you know, push more. Or you know, you could. Yeah. I don't know. And and that then that was the culture, and it was look, you know, to be skinny was weakness almost. I suppose.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, with me, it reached a point where I suddenly was seventeen and a half stone. And, you know, mm. I'm currently 12 and a half. Yeah, it's five stone different. Mm. That is a, not, that's a third less... Well, yeah, I've, I, I added ha- almost half my current body weight to hit that sort of level, which yeah. is a lot, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's no wonder things were starting to ache and hurt as I got a bit older with it. Um, so, yeah, so then I'd not really... again we sort of fast forward then so after i sort of realized i was getting too big i i sort of focused more on surfing and when you're surfing being lighter was better and uh so then i sort of end up losing a load of weight by running um but i, I couldn't buy gyms um so I, I never really been i've been to a gym to do weights probably twice in my life i think mm. i just can't i don't know i just can't I don't like being indoors doing it. I suppose this is the thing.
0: Whereas at that time, you know, in the early twenties, well, probably through to late, well, probably early thirties, I would, I could spend happily spend two hours a day, at least, really in a gym. Good God, no problem at all. It was, it was something. It was at that time. It was, but again, and I think there's wider issues. It wasn't just about rugby. I actually liked doing that because I could get, because I naturally was. If I don't, if I didn't eat lots and train lots, I would naturally lose weight. Mm. Whereas some people, if they didn't train much, they would just get bigger naturally. But I was always naturally skinny and always had a problem with that. I know if I, if I was bigger, then, uh, you know, I saw it very, it was very much wrapped up in ego and all that sort of thing as well. But I could actually, if I'd worked hard in the gym, I could get bigger and then people would notice that I got bigger yeah. and then that would get, a, and I would have quite, you know, it would have quite a I feel better for it. And so then you become, that was what my identity was around, going to the gym for a couple of hours a day, yada, yada, yada. So it was quite a different... I don't think it was just simply about training. It wasn't about training for rugby.
1: Yeah. So what do you reckon you peaked your weight
0: at? I was about 15, maybe just a little bit more than 15 stone. That was hard work to get to that. I was eating all the time, all, all, all those, you know, and just constantly eating... Um, you know oh, i gotta have uh, gotta have the chicken and all that sort of all all that um having weight gain stuff and then you know doing training a couple of hours a day
1: yeah i mean i i'm trying to think how your body shape has changed since i've known you um obviously we've known each other for many many years hmm. and your arms your upper body is sort of not as big as it was i'd say yeah. is it and but you're still in uh, Muscularly toned shape, aren't you? as it? Were? Yeah, it's
0: very, different sort of. And I've, I've just got more comfortable with you know, being in my natural weight now. Is about twelve and a half stone. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it, I don't, I not put on weight or lost weight for a long while. But the most, but I don't, doesn't even notice it. Don't, even, it doesn't bother me either way. Whereas it did then, which mm-hmm. is really, which is kind of yeah. bigger issues there, do not know
1: Yeah, the first, I think the first time I really felt. I think when you're young, you can get away with a lot, can't you? You just naturally, if you're a certain type, if you've come mm. through school doing a lot of sport, you just naturally maintain a certain level of fitness, mm. up to a point. And uh, I think my turning point was probably late. How old would I have been? Getting close to twenty-eight, twenty-nine, I suppose. And yeah. we were it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So we'd been out and had a skin full the night before. I think it was New Year's Day. It might not have been anyway, but we were in. Um, I mentioned it in series one, but running up this sand dune in Langeneth, and uh, I was out of breath at the top of it. Like, it wasn't a particularly big sand dune either, and one of my mates just turned around and said, you know, seriously, what sort of shape are you in at the moment? And this was like the kayaking days. So I'd put on a lot of weight, and uh, was drinking lots, and uh, and it sort of struck a chord, and I sort of then started to do something about it. So I started doing some running, doing... Not gymming, but swimming more, I think, um, which I really found hard in a swimming pool. Going swimming at the time, my mindset, it was just like, this is, I don't know, Just seemed I just like to be outside. So, like I say, surfing changed a bit, so losing a bit of weight for that as well. Uh, then all, it all sort of meshed together around the same sort of time, and uh, as the kayaking crew moved away, and then I was more by myself, so you didn't really want to kayak rivers by yourself. So surfing was more natural to do because you could go out and there's always somebody out there and even the front it's not as dangerous. Um, and then, yeah, sort of, I did my surf coach qualification uh, to be a surf instructor and you had to pass a swimming test for that and just naturally started training for it. So that's the first time I really have done proper training was for that and to get fitter for surfing as well. And... And yeah, so lots of swimming, lots of even paddling boards, you just get on a board and go and paddle it. Um, and I just found the weight sort of drifted off. And then the stand-up paddle sort of revolution happened and I was going out miles and miles stand-up paddle training, mm. just because the only way to get better then at stand-up paddling was to put a lot of time in. So I was just mm. paddling for, for mi- literally miles around the coast. And I was outside again, and it just felt
0: yeah.
1: felt then. And I think probably almost you know a few years before that yoga appeared in my life as well really and mm. i remember it was i can't remember which book it was but um it was a book on surf fitness and he had a lot of stretching in that and a lot of sort of yoga poses so it's like oh, this is this is cool now you know so I was and then you've discovered yoga mm. at some point didn't you but, um, yeah
0: well i think it might be a big change in the way at the outlook you know so i i stopped playing rugby in my i don't know late 20s I suppose and then got into um, or then getting into triathlon and again that became something and cycling and you know all the running and everything that went with it but then really the main change was I don't know maybe 10 years ago was just getting 10 years ago when we started, yeah. started surfing again something yeah. like that and it just became that accord it it was so much more than just it wasn't training it was being outdoors and then it really helped to be to actually lose some weight or you know or not be bigger for surfing or for whatever you know it actually helps to be just to be slightly lighter and more nimble and uh, you know so that I don't know that, that was never a, an aim it just happened from mm. doing from from starting to eat more healthily and and all that and not drink it just naturally became yeah. and it became easier and so much easier to maintain so now I I do I cycle every, pretty much every day and um you you cycle
1: for a purpose it's not not necessarily for fitness is it
0: no i cycle to work so i cycle about 120 miles a week so it's so it's um yeah that's so i don't just go out for pleasure necessarily i I, I have i do but it's not but i do find it pleasurable though i do find a cycle to work you know I, i can even i can even describe my day as i'm going for a cycle and and a bit of it has been uh, taken over by work you know that's that's kind of uh, yeah. how, how i how i sometimes describe it but the fit it, it's it's not about fitness i just that's just come from it you know yeah. like times time cycling to work all that sort of thing you know it, it's interesting but it, i've never tried to make to go faster or anything
1: so yeah i think my relationship now is as you get older it just gets trickier to you need to maintain fitness. Mm. If you don't, it gets harder and harder to get it back,
0: mm.
1: sort of thing. Um, and we, I've, I've always found it hard to train for no particular reason. Like I said, if I'm out surfing, mm. great. If I was out kayaking, great, because I'm keeping fit. But doing some it, but it's real. It's a, it takes a real effort for me to put the effort in to, mm. to train with not whilst not doing the pursuit sort of thing. So like. I've got a a bench. It's a bizarre slidey bench thing, which I can train sort of paddle swimming, paddling in the mm. garage. And, and yeah, I do use it quite a lot, but it takes a lot for me to go and use it. You know, I'm not... I just, I just find it so dull. Podcasts have helped, definitely. Mm. Sticking a podcast in and going and just blasting away for half an hour makes a world of difference. We've got a treadmill as well. And again, I think part of my problem... Is all the injuries over the years. I was trying to do a list of them the other day in my head, and uh, I don't know. It's I think it's both an- ligaments in both ankles, both knee medial ligaments in both knees. I've torn over the years. I've had a spike through my lower calf from kayaking when I fell off a waterfall. I've had you know numerous cuts all round. I got my thigh. Muscle from a surf cut. It still do not feel 100% right. That was three years ago, wasn't it? Uh, that was quite a deep, thin cut on my thigh muscle. Um, my back's always been good, luckily. Uh, mm. So I've done my, Yeah, most muscles I've pulled in my lower lower legs. Calf muscle tears. They're a bugger. They seem to take ages to repair a calf muscle yeah. tear. Well, so I've done toes I've broken. Um, shoulder, obviously, severe dislocation in my right shoulder. I think i got rotator... Cuff tear in my left shoulder, um, massive cuts on my jaw, and so basically, most parts of my body have suffered injuries over the years. Um, a couple of concussions as well, various things. Um, so I do find running difficult because um, my body just—it it really hurts. Mm. I find that very difficult. Um, cycling, I just never really got on with too much either. So it's sort of my limit, and this this can get you down. I think the limits as to how do I train and what do I find to train and keep myself fit and active, which is why I like doing surfing. And
0: well, I think it's I think the important thing is now is to think about why you're doing it. Mm. Um, and I I think as I've got older now, I'm noticing that muscle tone does drop off. That. You know concern about bone density and you know about being able just to connect to carry on doing these things for as long as possible, yeah not just not just grasping to it but just you know so that I can enjoy it and you know get the most out of it, and by doing some cardiovascular some sort of resistance work as well, just to to maintain that so when you're talking about longevity in a minute, but you know that idea of maintaining that so that you can enjoy get the most out of life you know i see people my own age and younger who have struggled to you know mm. aching to getting up in the morning and uh, you know tired all the time and and i'm and i, I worry yeah or i do i worry for them and i think you know that, like so they're close age. family friends or yeah, you know, yeah family members or yeah, yeah. and you know and, and i know I, I mean you well, at what point then do you change your lifestyle and you know it's not saying that you need to be running a marathon or or whatever it's just are there any activities any change lifestyle changes in there you know becoming yeah. more active gonna help?
1: going back to yeah you're right and i remember being sat um i'm a student mentor in school so i help train uh, trainee teachers and I sat next to this one particular chap who was really, as the Americans say, jacked. You know, he was massive, lots of muscles. And uh, one of the kids said to me, oh, he's much, much bigger and much fitter than you." And I said, "Well, he's bigger than me." I said, "But I don't necessarily mean he's mean he's fitter." Mm. You know, this—he was a real gym goer, and he just loved the size of muscles. Mm. And that then sort of then struck a chord with me. It's like functional fitness. It's, it's useful. The fitness I had was useful, whereas uh, the fitness he was working on was sort of very specific and, mm. you know, not to demean it, but ultimately in old age, it's very hard, it's much harder to maintain that muscle bulk mm. and ultimately doesn't necessarily allow you to do the things you want to do in later life, sort of thing. So I'm pleased that I found surfing and found trying to keep fit for surfing is actually quite a functional fitness.
0: Yeah. I think. No, I, I found that in my. Um, early 20s the fact that I could actually lift 140 kilos or multiple reps was the you know that was to me that was fantastic and that was you know that was I would go, get built up from it but it served absolutely no purpose however yeah. it was at the time it seemed to be seemed to be useful but
1: there's also a social you know, element with gyms in there we didn't mention that but there must have yeah. been a yeah. Community feel. You see a lot of. Well, I, I assume I I'm not going to these places.
0: But, yeah, um, there was bit. There is a bit. Again, it's all. it it's a lot of, um, you know, alpha male type carry-ons. But um, no, yeah, it was. It was definitely part of that as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, the reason we sort of delved through our history is, like I say, Peter Atier's Dr. Peter Atier's book. He mentions something he sees as the centen- 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 centenarian. I get it right now. Centenarian decathlon. So the 10 most important physical tasks you need to be able to do for the rest of your life. And when he sees any patients, as a doctor, he sort of suggests this is, your, this is where you need to make sure you're working towards. So when you, you're in your later 80s, 90s, even 100s, this is what, if you aim to keep this fitness, then, you know, that'd be great. And it's how you get there. But he then goes on and does his own version as well. So his 10 are just hike one and a half miles on a hilly trail. Um, get off the floor under your own power using a maximum of one arm for support. I think there's a lot of people our age who mm, struggle with that. that yeah.
0: Pick up a young child from the floor. I mean that's interesting because you'd even get professional rugby players who were so in, so badly injured after playing that they can't do that. And that's one of the things that they say they cannot literally cannot lift up their own kids. Yeah,
1: I think mean, Johnny Wilkinson was. Mm. He said you know when he even when he was playing his he was phenomenally fit, but he couldn't touch his toes. He had mm. no flexibility mm. and every all the muscles were. We're so tight. Um so yeah, carry two five pound bags of groceries for five blocks. Uh it is an American book. So for, for those who want five pounds is about uh two point two kilos. No, two and a half kilos. Yeah just under two and a half kilos and five blocks. How far do you reckon that is? I have no idea. Five yeah. blocks nah, nah. That's
0: half
1: a mile perhaps. Um lift a twenty pound suit ten kilo suitcase into the overhead compartment of a plane. Now, to me, that's that's your standard carry-on, isn't it? Mm. And that's quite difficult, I think. You, you're talking about an 80- or a 90-year-old lifting, mm. I don't know, a 10-kilo suitcase above the head. That's quite something to aim for. Bal- balance, sorry, go on. I going to say, you
0: struggle with that with your shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I can do it one-handed. <laughs> um, balance on one leg for 30 seconds with your eyes open, or even better, bonus points, eyes closed for 15 seconds again mm-hmm. this balance thing I remember it was I don't know if it was him but somebody talking about every morning he puts his sock and shoes on on one foot mm. so he uses it as a balancing yeah, training it a roll, wasn't so, it, yeah. somebody yes. on which roll it might have been him I don't know but he goes down so he'll put it on the floor and crouch down mm. pick up his sock put it on sort of thing number seven have sex any comments?
0: what do you do for the rest of the more than two minutes <laughs>
1: Climb four flights of stairs in three minutes. Four flights of stairs in three minutes.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that doesn't sound for at the moment. Mm. I don't know what a flight of stairs is. Open a jar. That seems to be a biggie. Grip. Mm. Apparently, if you can keep a grip strength, that's quite a bizarrely a good indicator of physical fitness. Yeah. That's your grip strength. And do 30 consecutive jump rope skips. So skips on a rope skipping.
0: That's quite an explosive fitness, that is, to do it. I mean, to do that at any age is quite... Dis- you don't have to do it fast, though, do you? No, no, I suppose not. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so they're the 10. He says if you can keep doing that, uh, he's got a full list of 50-odd, but um, this was just the first 10 he sort of does them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can keep that going throughout your life, and that's what you aim to check, then you sort of adapt your training to, to fit each particular one. I mean, he goes on then, and he says his other version is he sort of tweaks them to his own um, personal interests. So for me, it'd be maintain some surfing, whatever, and perhaps for you, surfing, mm. and then you'd have a bike riding one as well. So he's got swim half a mile in twenty minutes, and this chap is—I think he's—he's he's about fifty as well. He might be a bit younger. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, Half a mile in 12. I mean, we've been doing a lot of swimming. And again, it's some of the training. We don't see it as... Well, I don't see it as training, actually, the swimming we're doing. Because mm. I'm just out and about and, uh you know, going for a swim in the open air in the sun. And it's brilliant. I mm. absolutely love it. Yeah. Um But that's outside. Again, it's not in a pool. Mm. And so we'll see in the winter. But will we... I don't know what times we were doing. So it's not something we really pay that much attention on, but...
0: No, I'm- I couldn't tell exactly how fast, but it was... I will be taking half an hour or something for a kilometre or so. Isn't it? Something like that. Maybe it was less.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so is everyone one walk with a 30-pound dumbbell in each hand for one minute. Okay. So what's that, 15 kilos? Shopping, big shopping. Yeah, yeah. Draw back and fire a 50-pound compound bow. He's into his archery. Uh,
0: okay, well, I used to do longbow, um, and that's, quite, that's actually quite a lot of it effort to do that is it that's back muscles that's right. quite that's that's quite a significant strength required to do that okay. so i had the big the big war uh, the big longbows you can you you can get up to 100 pounds but that's quite st- that's still quite strong yeah
1: there. especially if you're aiming to do it yeah, in your yeah, 80s, 80s 90s or yeah. whatever um do five pull-ups okay. bizarrely tom was talking about pull-ups not Half hour ago. Yeah. What was your experience with pull-ups yesterday?
0: Well, just after or tra- trying to do pull-ups. I I do look. I do pull-ups. I don't know mo- most days. I'll say that. But coming out of a cold plunge. I couldn't do them as my my muscles in my arms just seemed to stop working altogether whilst I was whilst I was in that shivering state. I thought it might warm me up, but actually I couldn't do it. So I'm, um, it was just a discussion about where does the blood is the blood going away from the right. muscles. That was all.
1: Yeah, climb ninety steps in two minutes. That sounds quite a more. Mm. I mean, he talks about VO two max, uh, which for most people, I realise you're not going to know what mm. your VO two and mm. he goes into that, but. Um, they hang for one minute. Again, I couldn't do that because my shoulder would pop out. But um, again, perhaps it's a name. Again, he's a ra- he drives racing cars. Drive a race car to within five to eight percent of the pace he can do today. Again, most people that's not hike with a twenty pound backpack for an hour. Carry my own luggage and walk up a steep hill.
0: I think those that's each of those are quite challenging. And I, I my, my question to you though is that does that become the target? So I shall train by carrying dumbbells so that i can carry some shopping you know you can train specifically for the each of those things to maintain them but is it really what's the value of that
1: yeah um
0: when i understand i think i think that those are, are interesting guides to life but you know there are all sorts of things that you that can affect your fitness your strength and i wonder whether you know, just trying to maintain a few basic, you know, being able to do a few basic things. It's a good, you know, it's it's a good guide. It's a good um, target, maybe. It's a bit too strong, though, isn't it? Don't you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, but I'd like to think I'd be able to do all those things. And I think, yeah, not having to, we were talking earlier about having, when we went for a walk earlier, talking about money for old age, but... And the fear that's induced in people mm. for you need this to be able to... This might happen, this might happen, this might happen. But, um, yeah, the same with this. I li- like to think that I will be independent as I get older and older. And mm. so, yeah, maybe if I can do these things, um, then... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, he, obviously I, the rest of the book is a big book. He goes on to explain what training you perhaps should be yeah. doing to, to do this. But he talks a lot about level two training, yeah. again, which is... Some yeah things. So when, low intensity yeah right. low intensity level two for those who don't know is when you um are working at 60 to 70 percent of your heart rate is a perceived one um, and you
0: basically you, when you're doing your exercise you can hold a conversation with somebody else i think that's that was usually the guide yeah. for a level two yeah but my, my question though is is so these exercises you can bet you can gain by doing lots of you know by doing plenty of exercise it it has a knock on effect not just on fitness but also on your mental capacities with increased blood flow to your body but also blood flow to your brain yeah. you're in, you know you're increasing blood flow you're reducing the risk of of cardiovascular diseases but also things like vascular dementia and you know memory issues which is ironic because my memory is dreadful at the moment but i don't know if that's fitness or whether that's just rugby generally concussions, concussions yeah. or or stress or whatever but yeah. but you know if you can, these activities for longevity is it just longevity to be able to move or to be able to be you know to live a, a positive life
1: well i think yeah i mean a lot of studies are showing that people are living longer but not living Mm. You know, a a functional life longer. That's actually decreasing in the Mm. UK. Is people's functional life is uh, is uh, reducing, and people are hitting sixty, and that's it. You know, they're literally not Mm -hmm. able to do a lot of things. I I know some relatives and people I know. They're they're in their seventies when they're 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 almost housebound Mm. because they can't do anything. And and yeah, I want to be able to do sports. My sports, you know, surfing. I feel is something you can do to an old age there's some sports and perhaps as people get older they need to become I don't know because there's still people doing triathlons in their 90s mm. and people running marathons and god knows what and mm. just being able to do what you want to do I think or like to do or that brings you uh you know some sort of grounding in life yeah. must be, be important I mean I don't know what if I was setting my 10 yeah lifting luggage is quite important to me being able to carry mm. shopping bags I think is quite important yeah, um, so
0: functional skills are yeah they're important. Yeah,
1: being able to walk here, but more specifically, I'd like to. I don't know how you'd set a surfing one particularly. Being able to surf for an hour probably still.
0: Yeah, just to, to to be out there and enjoy it and yeah. catch, catch if you catch a couple of waves, but to be out there and enjoying it, and if you're just you can't speak because you're so tired from paddling out, then. Maybe that you're not going to enjoy it as much, you're not going to get as much pleasure out of it, it's not going to serve all of those. There are days other now things. when I can't yeah. speak after paddling out, <laughs> especially
1: true. when it gets big and hairy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean, it's uh, that is quite important, sort of thing. Um, hmm. So I've just noticed some friend of ours have uh, just about to drive away behind. Ashley is behind oh, us, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've obviously just been in for a dip and, uh, and are just heading off. Um, There we go. Well, I think we'll call it a day there. So, thank you again if you are listening, and we'll speak to you soon.
0: Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.